right, welcome back to Batting Around. Batting Around is a baseball podcast. I am your co-host, Jane Aust. Uh, with me, not tonight, Lauren. Lauren couldn't make it tonight, but uh, with me as always, Steven. Yo. Yep, yo. And, well, we don't have Lauren tonight. Award-winning Lauren. Who has gotten more shout outs for rotating sandwiches? That's since right. We talked last. I know. I was ready to come on and congratulate oh, her. Yeah. No, she got a uh, local news segment in Philadelphia that was very, very funny. We'll have to talk about that with her when she comes back next week because that was very funny. But really, really gunning for the pod's home base. Uh... Yeah. Oh, and did you see how much she won over? the philadelphia people by i didn't i didn't get a chance to watch the video yet it's so funny because she she wrote back to him she's like philly's a great sandwich town and i'm not gonna do a cheesesteak until i can rotate a proper philadelphia (laughs) cheesesteak we love that no they they loved her but anyway don't have any lauren tonight but we have two of our favorite guests from our you know one of our favorite baseball podcasts kind of our sister podcast i would say Bobby and Alex from Tipping Pitches. Welcome back. Hello. Thanks for having us. Hi, guys. It's great to be back. Nice to see it, your faces. It is really nice. Nice, nice to see your faces, too. Um, I don't know, There's been some kind of big developments with you two since we saw you last that, I don't know, our, that Stephen had some part in as well. I, uh, Bobby, I want to talk to you about it first. How are right. you coping how am I with... handling the fact that Alex got Donald Trump indicted? Yeah, that yeah, <laughs> he got Donald Trump indicted and he became a Phillies fan. That's kind of, you know, you take the bitter <laughs> with the sweet. Like, how is how's that going for you specifically, Bobby? I don't want to hear from you yet, Alex. Bobby, please. It's going okay. I, I think that I haven't mentally fully processed it yet because I haven't seen Alex root for the Phillies. Mm. I don't know. You, you tell me, Alex, what are you doing in the comfort of your own home? Yeah, let me invade your privacy a little bit. Are you are you turning on Phillies games and and waving the red flag? These days I I am doing more scrolling of fan graphs to familiarize myself with um the Philadelphia Phillies. Right. <laughs> like I was like boy, I should probably know who's playing left field for them cuz I don't. Yeah, it's Kyle Schwarber sometimes and it probably shouldn't fucking be. It, it, you know, let's you yep. <laughs> you got a lot of birds. See, I already I already got in. A lot of burgeoning Ranger Suarez takes just stewing up here in the dome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Bryson Stott is the next Chase Utley. That's the one I'm I'm really cooking up right now. Going uh, really deep on Alec Bohm. <laughs> uh-huh. It's kind of like they acquired you at the trade deadline. It is yeah, a little bit. You know, they you know in exchange for uh, all of your childhood memories, the Philadelphia Phillies have acquired <laughs> Alex Baisley at the deadline. I mean, for 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 listeners who don't know, we on our on our podcast, we uh, because I'm a, a fledgling Oakland A's fan. <laughs> um, uh, we picked a new allegiance because, like, why not? Right? If the A's mm-hmm. are dipping town, uh, what do, what do I owe them? And uh, we went through every every single team, and it and was yes, very thorough. It was it was more thorough than I think we thought it would be. We are nothing if not comprehensive. Yeah. You know how I could tell it was too thorough is that like when you started the second episode, you're like, all right, the Minnesota Twins are still in it. And I was like, no. <laughs> Come on. What are you doing here? The Minnesota please, Twins please who this. just stood pat at the deadline and didn't trade anyone away or acquire anyone. They were just like, we're really happy with how it's going. After being <laughs> swept by the Kansas City Royals in a weekend series. Yeah, like, yeah. I think that um, listeners got a nice window into the Alex that I see very frequently, which is the the very sweet, very afraid to offend anyone, but really truly unable to make definitive decisions in any circumstances. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're like going down and, and you're like the, the format of the podcast is we're going to go team by team. And at the end of this team, I'm going to be like, is this team still in contention? Are they a finalist? And so for those early teams, we're going through the central divisions is what we started with, because on, let's be honest, not a lot of great contenders in either yep. of those divisions. Yeah, you got to burn through them. I get it. Exactly. Yeah. Turn them yeah. and burn them. But we're it's taking like 10 minutes Flyover on each country. team. And I'm like, Alex, are you going to throw this team out? And he's like, but I don't want to. Like, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Ale- I mean... Alex, you've spent 12 minutes talking about the Milwaukee Brewers. You don't need to do this. <laughs> Right. I, I've done my due diligence at this yeah. point. 
so I was like, I was down, you know, because we were that was early on in the podcast. And yeah. I, I we had recorded both of those episodes in the same recording. I had taken a red eye the night before, 45 minutes of sleep. We're going through it. And then by the second episode, I was like, I was I was full on like, Alex, don't be such a beta about this. You really have to make the hard decisions. You gotta press that <laughs> nuclear launch button. Fucking do it to him. He needed you to really get through, didn't he? Little did I, really I know did. that little I, did you I know that <laughs> off the nuclear apocalypse that is Alex choosing the Philadelphia Phillies. I hate to, you know, keep making this thing well, on Alex's. I keep, I keep I I hate yeah, I hate to keep bringing up Bobby here, but like really Bobby you're the victim in all of this. And so like We have to center victims in this discourse. How, yeah, how mad are you at Steven for putting through such a well thought out and coherent argument for why he should be a Phillies fan. I'm not mad at all. No hard um, feelings when Steven um, wrong answer. Can we take sent- another one on that? Can you can you say that you're mad at him? Because, Steven, like, I will find you. I will use my special set of skills and uh, I will dispose uh, of you. Okay. Um, I wasn't mad at all because honestly, the case was like extremely well reasoned. If he had gone, what? as Alex joked on yeah. the podcast, ad hominem, and he had just started talking about how Oh, it's the fucking fightings, and it's oh, we got this and we got that, and it's Broad mm-hmm. Street, and it's all this Philadelphia bullshit. I would have been like, all right, take it down a notch. But he yeah. had real points. You know, yeah. this was like the end of a courtroom drama where both lawyers can come together and be like, "Well done, sir. Nicely done, sir. You you did good for the law today, sir." Yeah, it would have been too obvious to take the Orioles. I think. Like, I agree. Yeah. I think that would have been yeah. that would have been you a little. In any other year, it would have probably been the best bet. But this mm-hmm. year, it's kind of like mm, it's a little too much. Everyone loves the Orioles this year. It's, um, yeah, I was I was actually worried that my argument would be too long, so I cut some stuff from it. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, they're doing this whole podcast, and I'm sending them like a two minute file. I can't do this. We would have played the whole thing. Just just so you know. Yeah. Send this an hour long audio file. <laughs> I, I'm turning it turning it into the Charlie Day meme. Like yeah. a full <laughs> filibuster in audio format. A, a filibuster. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. I think uh, I talked about uh, it on last week's show, but like I was thinking about sending in one for why you shouldn't be a Minnesota Twins fan. <laughs> we got we got quite a few uh, arguments against teams and I appreciated yeah. those just as much. Yeah. Yeah. That's just the respect that our listenership has for you, dog. Yeah, and I think I also said it like, well, I could have convinced you to do it because it's a one-in-one-out thing, so I could have gotten out if you had <laughs> done You missed that. your chance. I, to, I missed. I fucked up. I should. I could have convinced him to do that. A POW trade? Yeah. Like, you got, you yeah. give them Alex and you get yourself <laughs> home? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like, kind of like the Brittany Griner of baseball fans, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but... What I what I want to do for this, like we can talk about the trade deadline a little bit. I think we should do that when we'll get into our segment here. But I mean, while while we have you here, I'm making this all about Bobby again because everybody always wants to be about the Mets fans. Uh, that's like the Mets are truly the main characters yeah. of of online baseball. They are the main characters of baseball, and I don't know. They they did the most like i don't know the kind of the biggest blockbuster sort of things here by trading stuff away by being sellers how do you how's you how's how you feeling yeah how are you feeling about uh about what they did here about trading verlander trading scherzer it's interesting because you know on the episode that we just put out uh it was our six-year anniversary and congrats uh, holy shit yeah thank you um it's kind of crazy we've been podcasting for like more than half of a decade but um Mm -hmm. you know it happens. Mm-hmm. You turn, you wake up one day, and you just you're a, you're officially a podcaster. Um, <laughs> it, it comes for all of us. I we, we did basically like a, a redux of the very first conversation we ever had on the podcast, which I mean will not shock either of you or maybe a lot of the bat, batting around listeners that the first conversation we ever had was about how I was sad that the Mets were underperforming and they were selling at the deadline. And mm. at that time, it was like. Uh, Lucas Duda and Curtis Granderson and like a couple guys like I really in retrospect should not have been as sad as I was that they were trading those guys away like Lucas Duda was a guy that got traded at like every deadline for like years after he got traded from the Mets though because he had come up with the Mets and had his whole career there and he was going to hit free agency he had gone through our pre-arb and arb with the Mets and he, him and Granderson and a couple of those Ad, Addison Reed, they were on the 2015 World Series team, which was the team that like really roped me back in truly and like made me yeah. think 
for once that the Mets might actually win a World Series in my lifetime. Like, oh, this is hope. We have five young, great starting pitchers and whatnot. So I think I had more of an emotional attachment to a lot of those players than the players that got traded away today and yesterday. That's funny because Lucas Duda is a name where, like, when you just said that, I wanted to, like, take a drag off a cigarette and be like, I've heard that name in a long time. I I will always always associate Lucas Duda with my father whenever he came up at bat or did anything in a game that we were watching would always hum camp town races. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, uh, Alex and I always associate with him, him with this free giveaway t-shirt that the <laughs> that city field gave away one season. I think it was 2016 that they gave it away where <laughs> they, they used to call home runs Duda smashes, which is just not like a real clever turn of phrase at all. No. It doesn't, doesn't it's not a doesn't pun. It's not dog, good. Yeah. And they gave away this awful t-shirt that said Duda smash in big capital letters on it <sighs> with a picture of a cartoon drawing of him hitting a home run. Awful. We used to use it as like sleep shirts or whatever, just like random ass t-shirts that were lying around the apartment, something to wipe up an alcohol spill, beer mm-hmm. spill on the floor or whatever. <laughs> the, the, the Mets, the Mets giveaway shirts are literally my sleep shirt rotation. It's like the neon <laughs> one, the black neon one. There's yeah. like the blue one. That's actually kind of cool. Yeah. I like that one. Too. I have a, um, I have a Byron Buxton, uh, Brian Dozier gold glove shirt that I use for stuff <laughs> oh, like fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go, Brian Dozier. <laughs> but anyway, all of that to say, all of the Lucas Duda of it aside, is that the players that the Mets traded away, I didn't have quite as much of an emotional attachment right. to. And so it feels very weird because it feels like this transactional admission that what they were intending to do was short-sighted. And I think it's like pulling out a lot of the fears and anxieties that fans had in the offseason about the team, which was that they're just going to try to spend their way through the fact that they actually don't know what the fuck they're doing. But and that kind of works, right? It like, does sometimes work, right? They, but they I spent think a bunch also... of money and it's not your money and then they're going to get good prospects back for it. It's kind of sweet, right? Exactly. It is sweet because <laughs> like you put yourself in this win-win situation when you actually decide to like spend at that level. But at the same time, like it's not very encouraging to have Billy Epler being the guy who's making all of these decisions, the guy that built sure. like the 2018 to 2020 los angeles angels like that's not very Mm. encouraging to me personally but you know there are some silver linings to take away from this trade deadline i think that that like i had basically the dream was dead in like may for this team for me personally i think for a lot of other fans that i know and so it's not quite as like it's not really whiplash so much at this deadline as it is like the end of an exhale so yeah it's like that that was like a family guy joke where stewie was at a mets game like the home opener mets game and then like after the first at bat like and the season's over <laughs> like yeah you made it a little bit further this time anyway exactly let's, well let's... last year we made it so fucking far we made it all the way till the end of august yeah mm-hmm. you yeah. want a hunt you're over 100 games yeah yes. and all for fucking nothing all for <laughs> not we'll always we'll always have the ear game we will the always ear have ear game. Game. <laughs> We will also always have, thank you for the Max Scherzer era, we will always have the the wild card game one that Alex and I were in attendance for. And uh, I don't know, how would you describe me that day, Alex? Catatonic? Is there any other way? Right. Inconsolable? Like, yeah. it, like <laughs> tough spot. You were just it trying t- to shake my really shoulders and like, make me see reason. Because we, we were there with like all of our friends, right? And you were just sitting there dead silent for nine innings, staring straight ahead. Yeah, and I'm like, no, stare. no one, no one talk to him, please. Just no, <laughs> just leave him alone. No, come, it's come sit by me. It's okay. I'll go get you a beer. Yeah, exactly. Horrible. But yeah, I mean, like, I don't know, the Mets kind of were uh, surround, like part of the the biggest trades, I feel like, of this deadline. Like, yeah. and we're recording this half an hour <laughs> after the trade deadline uh, uh, ended. And so, it, like we knew it was going to be a slow one and it was going to be a seller's market, but like I don't know that outside of those couple ones, not a ton of like really, really big trades. Uh, I mean, we had it's kind of funny that like the biggest news of this trade deadline really was that Shohei Otani was not going to get traded, yeah, that they were you know being like, well, damned if you do, damned if you don't, we might as well push some chips in because it's going to be miserable either way, even if I guess if they did trade. You know, and got some prospects for him. They were still gonna have the you know twenty ninth worst farm system in the in the league. Yeah. So fuck it. It's a really weird trade deadline because it's a really weird season. I think like it's a very topsy turvy topsy turvy season where like not everyone is really performing as you are expecting them to, and the Mets are a part of that. Like they yeah. were sellers when people were not expecting them to be. But then also like the 
the the players who got moved, if you told us these names in a vacuum like three or four years ago, you'd be like, oh my gosh, so many blockbusters. Jack Jack Flaherty gone at the deadline. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh Lucas Giolito going to the Angels. Wow, they're all in. But then it seems like some of these players are having oh, I missed that. years. And so yeah, that was a few days ago. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, it's it's a weird, it's a weird time for baseball. I think because some of the the better teams are so good. And a lot of these other teams are like someone like the Orioles are ahead of schedule and they're prospect huggers. And so they're not going to push all the chips in the center of the table because that is like, you know, philosophically what against what they stand for. It also feels like they still don't need to yet. Like either like they're 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 so at the beginning of their window and that they're ahead of it that like, yeah, we we couldn't find anything that was like really great for us. So we're not going to. But like. And then, yeah, all of these teams that just decided not to sell, I think, is one of the bigger parts about making it not a very exciting trade deadline. Like, I mean, the Padres are in basically the same position as the Mets, and they just decided to stand pat, mm-hmm. just despite, you know, having a lot of, like, big names that they could have moved. And they didn't even move the ones that they were expected to, you know, like like Hater and stuff. So, got to say, I really um, admire Mike Elias's commitment to coming out on two back-to-back trade deadlines like and saying schmuck like saying wait just just wait until next year next year next year is gonna be the year just (laughs) peak level like reinsdorf gaslighting yeah Yeah. i want to give i want to give um a podcast round of applause for evan drellick who was just trolling not trolling just like getting into arguments with baltimore orioles fans and his mentions today like he is a man after my own fucking heart i love that guy (laughs) yeah so it happens when you, when a, like a, a shit poster becomes like an actual journalist, you know? Yeah, like the it. number one financial reporter in the baseball world. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like kind of like about Blue Sky, even though there's not enough like sports stuff happening there, it's not enough baseball Twitter's migrated over there. It's actually kind of fun because you get to see some of the like big names in baseball journalism that they'll post there, but they'll actually talk like they're human beings instead mm-hmm. of just that but like i mean that kind of is the downside that we you know i don't know there was not not enough not as much talk on there as i as i was gonna this was hoping for this uh this trade deadline alex how are your um your your seven blue sky burners treating you these days you're doing <laughs> a lot of like po- posting you know like uh chaos posting starting wars over there starting discourses about how like right. barbie was not woke enough Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I'm not even posting. I'm just like prospect hugging, but like for accounts, you know, ah, I'm trying yes, to hold yes. on to as much property as possible because that's the future we're headed towards, right? Is online feudalism. Yeah. Blue Sky, Threads, Mastodon, you're on all of them. You're not Is using it? any of them, but you're on all of them. Is that, is, that, is that right? He actually told me that he went over to Threads to tell people to go back to Twitter because it switched to X. Like he did that for Elon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find a way to pay for threads just because I believe in the mission so much. You know, I take my money. Bobby, are you on Blue Sky? I'm not on anywhere else. No. I'm going to go down with you're the go- ship. You're and one if, of those. If it actually fully goes down, I'm just going to rechannel that energy into something more constructive. Oh, I'm not tweeting this because I I don't I, I don't want to jinx it, but I, I, I will mention it on the pod. Um, My tweet deck is back to normal again. That's working. Oh. It's just working now. Yeah. They just like, <laughs> forgot that they were trying to kill Yeah, that. It like <laughs> did not work for like several weeks. And then I like cleared my cash for some other reason. And I was like, eh, let me just try it again. And it was like, oh, y- you can leave tweet deck preview if you'd like. And I'm like, really? And I it's went back to the, the old one and it's the old one again. Yeah, if, just if one... <laughs> anybody else out there uses tweet deck, uh, it's back. <laughs> Like everything that Elon Musk has ever done, he's just like talks a big game and then like doesn't forget oh, yeah. that he wanted yeah. to do it. Yeah. Right. Like exactly. he forgot that like they're like computer cookies, you know, like if you clear your web browser or whatever, it'll yeah. just never go back to what it should be. <laughs> Shit, I should see if all the bots that I like work again. Like, is my like uh Gundam screenshot bot working again? <laughs> that is such a Jane sentence. Oh my That's god. A, really I is. can't possibly wake up each morning without my Sopranos caps. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay, but I think we should we we talked about the Mets here a bit. I think we should do that for other teams. We should we should go through some of the teams right, yeah, that are see, out of it. What happened? 
yeah, these teams that are out of it, and there's a couple, like a lot of them are still trying, but if you're a fan of a team that has given up and you still want to watch baseball, we should talk about who you should root for, like where your sympathies lie. Because you guys have a lot of experience with this recently. So like, I figure it's all fresh in your mind that we can give like a quick rundown of like where you should be rooting now. Does that let's sound good? It. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. And some of these are going to be marginal, but like, I think uh, if your team stood pat, even though they're not, even though they're a ways out, I think let's just count them. And let's just start it here. AL East. Yankees. Don't see them doing much and they didn't do shit. Wait, what? Did, they did something. What'd they do? What did they, they got do? a reliever. Yeah. From, okay. they got uh, Kenyon Middleton from the White Sox. Well, okay, all of their all the Yankees fans are being apoplectic about this anyway. So I think we should do it because it's. Oh, and they got uh, Spencer Howard from the Rangers. (sighs) All right, maybe we can skip them. I think the Yankees should the Yankees fans should get into pickleball. You know, we should (laughs) quarantine them off, quarantine them off all over there watching pickleball. You guys mm-hmm. stay over there, and we'll just watch baseball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can be like, just abandon baseball and go hang out with Michelle Goldberg and get into pickleball. I think that's a great I mean, answer. Honestly, if you start talking about the financial investment behind pickleball and how it's skyrocketing <laughs> in popularity, you will absolutely get them on board in a second. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Okay, let's do, let's do that. Uh, let's go to the AL West quick. We'll get to the AL Central in a second here. But the So the Mariners have been selling off. They've sold off a couple uh, players, but and the you know the A's. Sorry to bring that up, but did the A's? I didn't see the A's no, no, involved no, no, in no, anything. But I mean, they're they're out of it though. They oh, did they, all their work. They, in the well, yeah. they traded. Yeah. They traded Sam Sam Mole. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but where do you think that the, that for these two teams we could split it up if need be? Where do you think these two teams fans? should start putting their their hope here. I don't have a lot of experience with the AL West's interdivisional dynamics, but mm. I feel like I feel like that more than any other division is a everybody against one team situation and I feel maybe like, against two. I could see like not liking the Rangers. Uh, yeah, it's just I, philosophical I don't know. Yeah. Alex, how do you feel about the Rangers? I mean <laughs> For so long, I haven't had to feel a damn thing about them, you know? <laughs> so it's, like, very weird now And then when they finally like... got good, it's like, well, I'm on the way out the door anyway. So. <laughs> right, exactly. It doesn't really matter to me. I mean, the thing about the Rangers is, like, I like a lot of their players right now, you know? And mm-hmm. that's when also mm-hmm. one of the things that I think about when, um, you know, when my team is selling off is, like, well, I'll follow the, the guys who mean something to me, right? Like, I love Marcus Simeon, and I'll watch him forever. Or, like, Sonny Gray. or Dual fandom uh, between the Rangers and Braves is what you're announcing. <laughs> right. Oh, God. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to bring the chop uh, to Arlington, actually. <laughs> they would love that. Wow, you actually like, just lost a war tribunal by saying that out loud on a podcast. <laughs> I feel like, you know, the way that, like, when I was, when we were on your show, and I said, like, Boston wanted their association <laughs> with 9-11, <laughs> like uh I feel like 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 Rangers fans really want the chop. Like they it's wish they game. had the chop. <laughs> They're like, fuck man, game recognized game. They're doing yeah. it right over there. <laughs> <laughs> they've they've got the chop. We've got the no pride night. How do we make this work? Mm-hmm. Right, forces. Exactly. We're gonna be like take the some notes 96 bulls, you know. Like, They're gonna yeah. do disco demolition for Bud Light there. <laughs> like <laughs> so so you're okay with the Rangers then, is what you're saying? I mean, like my my I feel like rooting interests in the West have always been like A's and then like Mariners are like the other team, like A's right. fans and Mariners fans kind of kindred spirit there. And well, then like, perhaps you're yeah. the problem. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like angels and Rangers are kind of tied. Um, I don't know that anyone's signing up to root for the angels in the middle of the baseball season right now. I, I uh, feel like, I feel like I'm rooting for the angels in the sense that they can't, they can't just keep doing this every year, can they? Like every year. No, like it hasn't been great for them for a long time now, but like it's gonna get real dark after this year. They're kind of ba- they're kind of back in it. Yeah, they're like I you know I saw someone make a post where they're like you know the angels pushing in six chips and going all in. <laughs> you know, like I I don't know. I feel like like if you're like if you're ever gonna have a 
a, a division rival that you're gonna root for and if like you're a mariners or a's fan like you might as well just go like fuck it hope the angels can can swing something here well even just like the prospect of seeing like trout and otani in the playoffs is like enough for me yeah to want to mm-hmm. see them make a push right regardless yeah. of what might happen I think that makes sense. I think a lot of like, I think that like the angels are going to be an answer for like a lot of these and like kind of you can default back to that. If no. you can't bring yourself to root for one of your other divisional rivals, like you might as well go for that. I just look uh, over at the central. Yeah. <laughs> God, it's stupid. Uh, Jane. Oh, I hate this. Yeah. So, okay. I'm going to make an argument here that I think everybody who's like, I mean, if you're a Guardians fan, I still don't believe that they can like really do it unless the and I'm a twins doomer, but like I still don't know if they're actually gonna be able to do it. But like, so I'm gonna leave them out of this. But I think if you're a Tigers, White Sox, or Royals fan, that you should be rooting for the twins to like make it and make a decent run in the playoffs because otherwise they might just take away our playoff spot. <laughs> like, the, the, the there, there's just no, there might just be no good reason for the AL Central to have a, a guaranteed playoff spot if, if we can't like make some sort of good run at it this season. Like, if you want your team in the future to be guaranteed a spot, right? They're fighting for the future of the AL Central right now. It's an existential crisis for us. This really. is like, like this is like in college football when, when, um, like you know, they have the bowl games, but they're on like different weekends. Yeah, and you know, like you root for your team if you're, and then like in the following bowl games, you root for like your your conference because if your mm-hmm. conference does well in the bowl games, then it makes your season look better because they're right. playing other divisions in the, you know, other conferences in the bowl game. So it'd be like, I'm a Penn state fan, but I'm really just rooting for the big 10, you know, I'm rooting yeah. for the, <laughs> like, I want the big 10 to really show out. So that, the, so that I want Penn my state... division to look like a joke. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's your pitch for, <laughs> for AL central fans. It's like, yeah, it's like you throw it all behind the twins right now. It's the best bet you got really, especially like the guardians, like, they trade away Ahmed Rosario and then Syndergaard gets hurt like right away. They uh, <laughs> very of of particular interest to me is that the Guardians uh, traded for got Gene Segura from the Marlins. Oh, Jimmy Six, and then released him. Yeah, get Give Jimmy Six back. Get the, Bring get the him vibes home. back. Get the vibes back in Philly. Yeah. <laughs> It's so interesting that to you, he's the vibes guy because to like eight other fan bases, he's like the prickly asshole who they don't like, you yeah. know, like he's they a, hate him more than anyone. Yeah. It's just I like wa- a con the converse of Philadelphia fandom. They're like, I love this him- guy. He's a fucking dickhead. I watched him single handedly almost lose and then win an NLCS game last year. Exactly. I love him. Yeah. Yeah. Endeared <laughs> forever. Right, we contain multitudes. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Alex. <laughs> Let's go over to the NL. Uh, so the NL, I think, uh, for the West and the Central, and this is just me mm-hmm. being an East Coast elitist, I, I feel like, oh yeah, you can just kind of like pick another team in your division that you want to go all the way because you hate another one more. And I'm looking at the East. I'm like, none of these fucking teams are going to want to root for the other. No. <laughs> and and uh, and this is the one where it's just like. I don't, none of them are out of it. Can I say something really quickly about the Miami Marlins? Let's I, don't if you, I don't know if you feel this way. The other uh-huh. two Philadelphia Phillies fans on this podcast feel this way. <laughs> I think I think people think it's cute and fun that the Marlins have like a winning record, despite the fact that they have like a negative 30 run differential. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say right now, I think it's bullshit. I don't it have is. anything. I, ha- I harbor no love or support for the Miami Marlins. I think it's nonsense. I think what's going on there is shameful. I think it's an affront to the game of baseball <laughs> and to what we love and respect. And I just want to campaign right now. Don't root for the Miami Marlins. If the Marlins make the playoffs love like it. this, what kind of bullshit is this going to justify? The Marlins are uh, embarrassing. Totally yes. embarrassing. Yes. I hate you. that team. Solidarity. I the, I, it's not really a rivalry in the same way that it is for the rest of the NL East. But to me, the Marlins are like everything that's wrong with the current sport. Uh, the the way the, N, the the way the NL East like exists for me is oh i just side note um i was in north carolina uh over the weekend and my friends and i got we went and saw uh a screening of heat mm-hmm. oh, which fun. rocked it was yeah, my first time sure. it was my first time seeing it 
and it was the director's cut. It was so fucking good. It's been one of my favorite movies since I was like a kid, and I've never seen it on a big screen. I've only, you know, I used to, I like wore out the two VHS tapes that <laughs> yeah, came dude. on. But I anyway, love the okay. notion of like discovering heat in the year 2023. That's it's awesome. Like the same, it's the same thing what? as, no, no, it's exact. I love it because I do the same thing with so many movies. Yeah. But whenever you try to talk about that with other people, it's like, it's like going into a big crowded room and being like so guys fucking pizza and chocolate you guys ever heard of this it's awesome (laughs) but now but the cool thing about getting into the movie heat in 2023 is that you can also just jump right into the sequel which is a book called heat 2 exactly which is supposedly Uh (laughs) going to be adapted into a movie also if michael mann lives long enough to make it um but anyway weird tangent that will make sense in a second um for the nl east the phillies and the mets are like I want them so badly to be like they're De Niro and Pacino. I want that, but they yeah. are never that. Like, yeah, because they're been, never fucking good at the same time. They've been good at the same time for two years, 07 and 08. Uh, good years, I think. Um, I want that so bad. I like, I, That's whenever amazing, I talk about amazing this, point, amazing which point. one is which one is which? I have, I cannot. Mm. I wow. cannot even begin. Feels like to you speculate. might start like you might start gang wars if you answer that right <laughs> yeah. now without thinking. Can hard I call about dibs it. on the one that's not a cop? Well, well, but okay. I, I don't know. What's the more copy city? It's like fucking neck and neck, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and like yeah, and but like also just like well, yeah. Which one gets to be the greatest? You know, like which one gets to be that though? So. Pacino uh, feels more Philadelphian to me than De Niro does. Like De Niro is so sure. ridiculously New Yorky. Yeah, I feel like yeah, I feel like the. The kind of cartoony over the topness of Pacino is more Philadelphia than than like De Niro's more subdued sort of performance in that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh anyway, long story short, <laughs> um, whenever anybody whenever I talk to anybody about the 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 dynamics in the NL East is I love the Mets because they are our our beloved rival that we hate. They are worthy of of respect. Okay, let's go Mets, baby. They are worthy of respect. Uh, in that we will relentlessly shit talk them. The Marlins, the the Nationals, they're there. They're they're not worthy. They're not worthy rivals. They're yes. they're just they're obstacles that occasionally do well, and we have to go. Oh, that's annoying and weird and random. Okay, whatever. Like. I I rooted Just for the Nationals. that 2019 doesn't exist. I rooted for the Nationals in the 2019 World Series. Yeah, we all that did. is that is a huge Had to. not that me, is a not huge... your boy. <laughs> I was fucking Astros all day, baby. I'm no. recorded history. Let's I go respect Stros. that. I respect that. So no, much. there's some some psychic energy entered my body where I was like, oh no, I can't do can't the do Astros. It. I went back in time from 2022 to tell myself you can't ever root for the Astros. <laughs> well, I but, think that's an amazing call by your past self because then you know, uh, you, like getting multiple Nats players on the Philadelphia Phillies yeah. in, in post. Yeah. Now it looks good in retrospect. But but I was fine rooting for them because I didn't respect them enough. Right. Like you're not a real you're not a real rival, much like the Marlins mm-hmm. and I the Braves. Like, the Braves are over over here, and it's just like well, I don't exactly. yeah. I don't want them. to think about you. You are I hate you as much as the Mets, but in not at all a fun way. So just you go and I over were here. like fucking Russia and the United States coming together to defeat Germany last year when the Phillies I'll were never, playing the Braves. I'll in the never forget. I'll never I forget what we were talking about, but we were texting them in the playoffs last year. I'll never forget that one text he sent me. It was just, it was just kill them period and i'm like <laughs> all right i got you bud all right let's see it's, it. it's the old propaganda posters where it'd be like a russian soldier be like this man is your friend mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. exactly yeah, yeah. exactly well, the marlins uh, just to close the loop on the marlins yeah. the fans act like they have the worst and because they have a terrible stadium and because they've had myriad awful owners over the years and because they've traded away all of their good players after the fact, they act like they have it really hard. But guess what? They've won two World Series mm-hmm. in the last 25 years. Mm-hmm. Two, two of them. Yeah. Two yeah. of them. They have as many and World both, Series both ones wins where as they we had, do. Both ones where they had no business winning them either. Exactly. So, two uh, World exactly. Series wins, zero, and National League East uh, titles. Yeah. And, exactly. you know, when, when people That's talk about... so brutal. <laughs> and when people talk about the, the Marlins, like, doing, like, counterfactuals with the Marlins, I feel like the... The more common one is like, well, what if 
Jose Fernandez didn't die. But I think the the better one is like, what if uh, Derek Jeter didn't get in there and get rid of the home run machine? <laughs> I feel like that's that's asking the, the more questions. important one. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I mean, getting rid of the home run machine is like that is enough for them to. You've cursed you to, your like, franchise. Never, yeah. Yeah. You you curse your franchise. You gave Giancarlo Stanton to the Yankees for nothing. Like, you know, it really you does elements of it. Like, like like remind me of like the various the myriad cubs curses over the years yeah right? like the home run statue is gonna be many fans joker origin story yeah like i i don't think that they have done enough where that can be in the past and you can just root for the marlins i think that's that's fair like get rid of them so we don't have to say who mets and nats fans should root for yet but i think we've made a good uh good progress here by saying like Obviously, don't root for the Braves. Don't root for the Marlins. Right. The answer is kind of implied in this one. I mean, yeah, if you're going to stick within your division, the Phillies are the only ones that are kind of there. But like, I, you, you shouldn't should, stick you should within honest, your division. You should on, go. I don't know. But honestly, not. honestly, like, I, I, I respect like the, the Bobby position of being like, no, fuck you. If I'll never I'm, root for the Phillies. If I'm, I would rooting... never, ever root for the Guardians or the White Sox, like, ever, ever, ever in my fucking life. Yeah. We no, need no to get, way. we need to get away from this notion of divisions rooting for each other. That really only works for the AL West and Central. And even then, it doesn't really work. If, if your team's out of it, you look at the other league and then sure. you go, who is the least mm-hmm. objectionable here? And I think for a lot of like for for the Nats, the Mets, the Cardinals, the Pirates, the Rockies, probably you know, then like well, I'm no, trying the to, Rockies I'm... don't count. Rockies don't count because like they're they're never. Oh, yeah, they're, be they're, just, like, they're just not. They're gone. They're the way totally... that they pretty much just like stand pad all the time. Like it's just like, I don't Rockies fans. Right. You've made a decision to them. stand by this. I team. honestly yeah. think you don't worry about them. I yeah. honestly think that like the for national league fans the orioles are the rangers are the two big ones like you're not going to no. get anywhere with any of the central teams do not root for the rangers I houston, can't the rangers. houston. come on it's the rangers I, listen, see I know. nice things happen to the texas rangers no that's no. Uh, yeah i think you're completely ray wrong, davis Steven. yeah no no i think yeah yeah, Steve, I think you're completely off. I mean, I know that your hatred of the Astros is strong, and I respect that, but like, it should not lead you to rooting I'm for the Rangers. I'm not saying I'm rooting for the Rangers. I, well, you still have a team to root for, so you don't have to, you don't, mm, you don't fair. have to make this fair calculation. Yeah. I uh, will be going directly to my beloved Los Angeles Dodgers, who I have treated as my second team for years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I caught a lot of flack for what some people, um, uh, ungenerously described as pandering to the Los Angeles Dodgers fans on the podcast when Alex mm. was going down the list of teams. And to that, I say, I stand by every word. Best fans yeah. in baseball, Los Angeles Dodgers. Let's go, baby. We've had <laughs> a lot can, of shared interests. You can take the boy the out of LA. But you can't take the LA out of the boy. We've had a lot of shared interests over the years. You know, the Dodgers doing their best to keep the Braves out of the World Series, letting me yeah. down a couple times in that regard. However, the Dodgers being good, potentially keeping the Braves from even making it to the World Series and forcing me to then by default root for whatever team makes against them no matter what. That's that's good for me. So I think, I think the Dodgers is good. I think the Dodgers are good for baseball. I agree. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I think like in a way that like the Yankees aren't, I think the Dodgers are. Uh, even though you know they have like some sort of similar <laughs> they're, they're, sort of they're, things, like they're the same, but yeah, 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 yeah. Like, 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 Stephen, would you rather have the Dodgers or the Giants be doing well? Come on, be Dodgers, real. obviously. Yeah, Not even close. the Giants, yeah. Yeah. the Giants uh, are permanently marred uh, for the rest of my living days. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's look at the NL Central for a second. We got the Reds at the top. Does anyone believe in the Reds? Nobody gives the a Reds shit about the Reds. at the top of the division. Nobody gives a fuck about the Reds. The NL Central no- is so funny. I Nobody know. gives a shit about the Brewers. I think the the Cubs are kind of in the opposite spot of the Marlins, where like they their run differential is like better than their record suggests. Uh, but no, but like I still think yeah, the Cubs portal to hell that opened up in 2016. I still don't think you can uh you can do that. They they you know they're lovable loser thing is still it's not back yet no fucking way can't do that can't do that but like if you're a pirates or a cardinals fan what are you doing here that's a great question alex what do you think 
Cardinals fans would definitely probably be on board with the Rangers. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Kindred spirits. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of what, I mean, that's the question, right? What do you do if you're a Pirates fan? Honestly, like, probably just Orioles. Kind of, just generally. Yeah. I The Orioles do feel like a, a good analog mm-hmm. to that kind of like underdog team in the other league. God, poor, poor Pirates fans, man. I just, every, every year I, <laughs> I feel worse and worse for them. I, 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 I'll, I still, I still feel so, so fucking funny. We had Charles on at like the exact moment that they fell off the cliff. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody on blue sky uh, said something about, you know, the, uh, Charles should go back on batting around to talk about the pirates like said like a week ago and he was like I would consider that an act of hostility <laughs> uh, like that is that is like oh declaring open war if you ask me to come about there and I was like don't worry Charles nobody wants to talk about the pirates uh, you're you're safe for you're safe until next spring at least uh, um, but like I don't know nobody gives nobody believes in the Reds or the Brewers or the Cubs. One of them's gotta win. One of them's gotta get <laughs> one of them's gotta get there, but nobody gives a shit. It's been that way for like five years. Yeah. If we're being yeah. honest. Like yeah. it's been that way since the Cubs basically decided they didn't want to have a good baseball team anymore. Oh <sighs> sad. God, I hate I hate the Central Division so much. <laughs> I'm down with the Reds. They're I like fine. Joey Votto. Yeah, yeah, I think the Reds are fine. They're a perfectly fine team to want to win that division, but it doesn't mm-hmm. seem it doesn't. I don't know that like we're pretty far into the season and they're still pretty good. So uh, I don't know what's going on with that. Um, okay, so the West, like this, there's this is another division where like I mean the Padres in fourth place decided they're not gonna sell off the team. Like they're gonna they're gonna yeah they're they gonna go they acquired like, I believe yeah uh, who they get. They got uh just get... Garrett Cooper and Sean Reynolds from uh from Miami. Huh. And they got this... Scott Barlow from the Royals. I'll never underestimate the Padres' ability to make me look stupid. And maybe this is gonna be like Lucy with the football, but I think they're still good. Like their run differential is twenty behind the Dodgers, you know? Like they have a mm-hmm. plus sixty two run differential, but they're three games under five. Didn't I see something I saw something the other day, I think at least, where it was just like, oh yeah, they haven't won four in a row this season. Yeah, that that they just recently won oh, three just... in a row for the first time. What? And it's just like <laughs> I don't I actually can't understand it. Like it's it's more statistically improbable than what the Reds are doing, is that the, the Padres are not good. Like they should basically be neck and neck nope, with it's, the Dodgers for the division. They're the West Coast analog. For the Mets, though, they're like the West Coast analog for the Mets, where they but, spent yeah, but like, the money Mets, and then like the Mets, the Mets did what the they Mets had actually to do. stink. Well, like the Mets yeah. stink, though. Like they yeah. they have a negative run differential, and when you watch them, they suck. But if when you watch the Padres, it's like all these players are still good. How are they not winning? <laughs> so I I can see them actually turning it around. Of all of the teams that are underperforming but didn't sell, this is the one that I feel the best about. But they like weirdly have no players having like a great year like Soto's been good like yeah. like better than I think most Padres fans would have you expect but like well Tatis is having a good year yeah oh, they are uh they are Rich Hill's 13th team yeah they did acquire Rich Hill and I think G-Man Choi too, and right? G-Man Choi from the Pirates cool. love that love that for them I do love G-Man Choi once again I'm we following the players man yeah mm-hmm. yeah so like the, the Padres Tatis is having a good year He's only played 87 games because he was suspended, mm-hmm. but he's already worth three and a half war, which is really good. You know, like he's on a seven war pace for the year. If he played yeah. all 162 games, like that's pretty great. Machado started out fucking God awful. Bogarts has just been like good, but not great. You know, like he hasn't. And then Hassan Kim has been sensational, but like, he's not yeah, the type seriously. of player who's going to like drag a whole team on his back. And their pitching has just been, nightmarish besides Blake Snell and Blake yeah. Snell is insufferable to watch. I cannot stand that man. That's I cannot true. stand watching that man pitch because it's just like nibble, 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 complain about a call, nibble, nibble, just nibble, ra- just rancid vibes. All 56 around. foot curveball, And then like, all right, he's going to go stream on Twitch after this. Like, yeah. <laughs> Blake, Blake Snell has like vape shop vibes. Yes. You know, <laughs> like it's, it's really unpleasant. Like I would not want to hang out with him. Like the the clip of the slapdick prospect clip was like funny, but also <laughs> a thing where it's like, yeah, I don't want to hang out with that guy though. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> right. Like I'm I'm laughing with you, but I'm I'm laughing at you a little bit. Too, just as this. much. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, uh, that was a supremely disrespectful thing, really. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna talk about guys that are coming on your team on your farm system now and calling them slapdicks. Like that's we should sucks, start right? talking about other podcasts like that. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. we got invited on some slapdick baseball podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's called like starting nine or something. I'm not sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. John, John, John boy. Is that how you pronounce it? Or I don't know. Something like, that. <laughs> like, like talking something. I don't really remember. It's taught. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. From every, every league. Who's the one to, or every division. What's, what's the team to root for here? AL East Orioles, right? God. Yes. It's Orioles. Orioles right? yeah. I, like I, I have pledged my, my sword in the AL to Toronto for a variety of way, reasons. And I, I do still because of how much you love Justin Trudeau, right? Yeah, and all of his policies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but no, my my official stance for the American side of of the playoffs, regardless, is going to be Go Birds. Okay, mm. and then but then we go to the AL Central, and thank you, Bobby. The, and we got the Minnesota <laughs> Twins, whose mayor is the American version of uh, Justin Trudeau, <laughs> uh, just a shitty little liberal haircut guy. So I think I think that that's also the the AL straight Central mayor Pete link. looking ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is he is the straight mayor Pete. I think he's had just as much mayor sex Pete's as Pete. the straight mayor Pete. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's what I was getting at. AL West, you just, you just have to. Give it to the angels just this one time. It's got just this one time, like just the hope that like Otani gets yeah. to have a fun run in the playoffs. Like, give please. me Otani in the playoffs, please. Yes, yeah, exactly. Like, like that's like, that's the campaign right there. Can I yeah. can I ask you guys a question? And I don't yeah. mean to start a whole open a whole can of worms with the angels and Mike Trout and like is he the face of baseball discourse uh-huh. that's like been on and off for the last ten years or whatever. <laughs> I, I was thinking about this. Have you ever heard someone like? Full in real life, like with their own two lips, like full throatedly, be like, "I love Mike Trout. That's my guy." No, I, I know, I know many people who like him. I've never heard a single person be like, "I fucking love him." I would be so sad if they traded him. Never one single human soul ever. Yeah, that. yeah. Outside of like the the Angels fans that are in our watch along uh, <laughs> things, like that, like not really. Like everybody else is just like the most you get. I feel like it's like. You get the when people on podcasts are reaching for the depths of it, like when Lauren will be like, oh, well, he loves pretzels and weather, <laughs> you know, like I feel like that's about the most you get. And that's like that's what you're reaching for something. It's like, no, we, we all love him on baseball merit, of course. But like when he's we're like reaching best, for other stuff, mm. he's the best player who has elicited the least emotion in the history of the sport. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And like, right, I, can't take it, I can't take it against him personally because i don't blame anyone for not wanting to have that sort of attention yeah but like uh, yeah it is it is a bummer that like oh we have one of the you know the best baseball players of all time and uh he doesn't you know want to do any of that stuff like i can't take like against him personally because i know why he won of but like uh it is kind of a bummer he's he's <laughs> a, he's a, he's he is but a humble piney yeah yeah he just wants to go to work get his shit done Hang out in the yeah, hang out in, in the nice out. weather, and then go to an Eagles game. That's all yeah, he guess, wants to do. I guess I would rather have him be that sort of guy than like be a like aggressively New Jersey piney sort of guy. <laughs> <laughs> that might be worse. So yeah, I don't even mean from like the perspective of like he's not that interesting. I just think mm-hmm. like if I had that, it's just, it's an angels problem, not a trout problem. It like is. If, yeah, you're if, right. If 26 other fan bases had that guy on their team for 10 years, they'd be like fucking crazy about it. Like imagine if he was who, a Philly. Wait, hold on. Who are the other years. two? Who are the other two? Who would be blase about it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Rays. Yeah. yeah. Sorry to put you on the spot, but that was a very like, specific number. Like, like, like the Royals. No, I think the Royals <laughs> would be crazy about it. Like the Royals fans, Royals They've fans got... are pretty, They've got a chip on their shoulder about being a flyover. Nats is the other one. Uh, Mm. I I don't know. I know. They were pretty cool with Bryce Harper leaving. Everyone was pretty fine with that. Oh, that's true. It's very true. All of Mm -hmm. the senators in the United States Congress (laughs) were like totally okay with that. The the war criminal section of Nats Park. Right, exactly. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I think Uh, Angel. I think we should all want the Angels to make the playoffs. I I think so too. I think so too. So, and at least. Who's the one to root for there? Bobby. Regrettably, it is the Phillies. 
Mm -hmm. of the options we have laid forth since i have staked my flag against the miami marlins i think unfortunately that is that is the case yeah the marlins are just not an enjoyable team to watch play baseball like they don't look like they're gonna win at all and then they do and i'm like that was really unsatisfying they made like no shrewd moves like the one thing that they have going for them is they develop pitching talent but like one of those talented players they've like fucked with the service time this year so it's like i don't really know what you're rooting for if you're like jumping aboard the bandwagon but then Mm -hmm. the thing with the nl east is like you don't really have to pick a team to root for in the NL East because the Braves already have it sewed up. So you're yeah, basically yeah. just like you're rooting for a wild teams. card, a wild card. Yeah. yeah. So you don't have to choose an NL East team. It can be any NL team. Okay. NL Central. Reds. Reds. Joey Votto. I guess. Reds, yeah. yeah. The other ones are just too boring. Yeah. Like like the Brewers are are just bad in a way that's not interesting. Uh, The Cubs, like, you know, even though they've They're been the playing Cubs. better, it's still the Cubs and like, I don't know, it still seems like too much of a long shot, like, and not even a fun long shot. Yeah. Yeah. Out of there. NL West. Can I say Diamondbacks? Because I would like the Diamondbacks. I was about to say, how do we feel about the D-backs? Yeah. I would love that. That's the I think answer. that's Pass. the answer here is the, is the Diamondbacks. Even though All right. They, let's, let's, let's Bobby, what's your take? What's your take on Arizona? Let's go Dodgers. Let's go Dodgers. No, no, no. Oh, I, you you're, have, you're you're planted your flag on the Dodgers yes. and that's, that makes sense. And I like be consistency but like bobby take on the diamondbacks go i just really don't feel strongly either way about them <laughs> i like feel next to nothing for the diamondbacks as an organization they've been around for like 25 30 years or whatever and they still feel like an expansion team yeah you know? <laughs> i think that's part of it is because you know they'll have the jerseys with the uh gradients and stuff and that just feels like you know very carolina panthers you know, sort of like you still feel like an expansion team no matter how long you've been around for. Yeah, I think that I mean, like it. The one thing about the Diamondbacks is that Lauren's going to Cor- hate that I said that. But yeah. <laughs> Corbin Carroll is like the real deal. And watching yeah. him is like you're oh, actually yeah. watching a star, not even mm-hmm. in the making, like you're watching a star in the present as a rookie. And that's like a pretty rare feeling to feel, even though the Orioles have like three of those guys. <laughs> so um, they just feel a little bit like overshadowed in every single direction. Like they're not the best team or the most covered team in their division. They're not even the best young team. So it's like, to me, they just feel like they get swept up a lot and they play late at night. And so I don't watch them as often, but you know, there's plenty of like about that team and there's, they're in a decent spot right now. If you're a fan of them, I just think that like, there's not a whole compelling case to jump aboard Diamondbacks bandwagon. I think the most compelling reason is just like to shake things up because they're not the Dodgers. Like, really, that's that's it. Like, if you're just one of those people that just hates the Dodgers for being, you know, the West Coast Yankees or whatever. Yeah, no, yeah you yeah. know me. I'm always rooting for the big D Dems, you know, yeah. like, always <laughs> to keep, keep it going. Big Debbie Washington Schultz guy over here. <laughs> I got to say, I'm just all about Bum- Guggenheim baseball management. I don't know what to tell you. Bumgarner not being on the Diamondbacks anymore has more palatable standing in my mind immensely. Yeah, true. I miss when the Diamondbacks had guys like like they're they seem like a very reasonable organization now, which is a bummer because like when we were growing up, they were they were like, we should give Mark Reynolds 600 at bats and he's going to strike out 300 (laughs) times, but also hit 40 home runs like they don't do shit like that anymore. I miss those Diamondbacks. Okay, we've been going on this for a while. Let's wrap that up. Let's get to I have one mailbag question here. I want to do it before we wrap up the show. Uh, so from David Hanna on our Discord, what mascot trade would you make at the deadline? Mm. I have an answer. Of I yeah, I, I just, like, I'd like you to let you, let you guys go here. We've overdone it to hell, but I I just but as soon as you said that, I just I'm just thinking about Mister and Mrs. Redlegs and Mister and Mrs. Met doing some sort of swap. Yeah, like a little uh, swingers party or something. Yeah, like that. we we've talked about that yeah. on like maybe 30% of all of our episodes at least. So it <laughs> kind of feels annoying to mention here, but it just, that's the first thing I thought of guys. What is your answer? <laughs> Save me. I, okay. I'll do mine. I also do think that Mr. Met should be traded on like, you know, a rental deal. Like he'll go sign back with the Mets when they're done. But I think that they should trade Mr. Met the way that they've been trading everything to the fucking Marlins for not very much. Uh, even though it's a divisional rival, because I want to see Mr. Met like Miami style. Like I want to see him as like Pitbull. Oh, Miami want, Vice, want, Mr. Met. Oh, yeah, okay. like take the hat off and he's already bald. Unless unless he has like a little tuft of hair under the hat that we know don't know about. Yeah. Like the um 
like the comic strip uh was it zippy or zappy or whatever he comes out with like a Um, goatee yeah (laughs) but no but i painted on eyebrows i want to see i want to see the mr worldwide version of mr met like i want to see pitbull mr met for the marlins do the Met yeah, well do the Mets get Billy the Marlin in return? Like is it right. mascot one for one? Yeah, or maybe someone from the, the farm system, you know, okay. to to go up there for a bit. Like but or or it could be a one for one thing. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the Rockies have a really good mascot, Dinger. Are you guys familiar? Dinger, we love Dinger. Of course. Dinger's we love great. we love Dinger over here. And Dinger was one of the other ones I was thinking about. But I, I, like, I just feel like his talents are being his or their talents are being wasted, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so maybe we could get Dinger to a contender. If there's any non-binary mascot, it's Dinger. Yeah, I just yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's we're not really sure what's going on there gender-wise, and that's okay. But mm-hmm. Dinger going to a, a team that could use Dinger services to me is is intriguing. who needs it the who needs it the most of the well, who doesn't teams? have a mascot? You know? The Yankees, the Dodgers don't have a mascot. The Yankees don't have a mascot. All the ones like, Yankees, Yankees don't deserve. Yeah, yeah. The, Yankees the Yankees don't definitely Dinger. don't deserve Dinger, and I feel like. Oh God, Rockies fans would be apoplectic with a Dodgers Dinger. I feel like yeah, it would make would sense for Dinger to go to the Dodgers because they have, you know, like the La Brea tar pits and stuff, like with the fossils. This is in true. It. This so, is like, true. I think wow, you're Dinger bringing in like sense. like geographical yeah. context for this. Real yeah. LA tourism hours. Let's let's yeah. throw it up. <laughs> go out to the La Brea tar pit museum. Our should fellow we... Angelinos. It's the spot to be. That place is cool. Uh, uh... On a similar vein, should we rescue Stomper? Yes. When I have so much love for Stomper mm-hmm. and uh and uh Stomper's I think baby brother, uh Peanut, uh who is oh. who was their triple A, who was their triple A mascot for the longest time. Should we get Alex, you and I are going to the Coliseum in four days. Oh, I oh I am should so we get a excited. photo with Stomper for you? I think we should rent a white van and and do a little like extraction out the back <laughs> of the Coliseum. We have, we have rendition stomper. Yeah. That's parody. That's parody to John Fisher and the affiliates of the Oakland Athletics and yeah. also the athletic the Oakland P- Police Department. We are not going to be kidnapping Stomper or the human being inside the mascot costume. Giving pitches media does not endorse. <laughs> We're gonna make a Sound of Freedom movie, but it's about you two guys <laughs> kidnapping mascots. We had Stomper with the Havana Syndrome gun, and all of a sudden he's knocked out. We're just dragging him out of the Coliseum by his feet. I feel like like you're doing that at the Coliseum. I feel like it wouldn't even raise an eyebrow. <laughs> no, like, not at all. It'd be like, is this some viral stunt about how they should sell the team? Like people yeah, would just right. be like, sure. <laughs> A couple of like raccoons and cats are kind of looking at you sideways for a second and then they just resume, you know, living there. Uh and it's then it's over. Yeah. I think that you could trade you could trade Stomper uh or you know I feel like you could trade Stomper uh or Dinger to the Phillies and like keep the fanatic, you know. Oh, give the fanatic that... like a little friend. Yeah, exactly. The oh, fanatic has always been kind of a, a one mascot show. Stomp, and, uh, Stomper like, is, is it too much? Is from it o- Philadelphia? Yeah, exactly. Is, is the fanatic overexposed? These are the questions that we're here to ask. <laughs> Did they really have the elephant mascot back then? No, the Phil- the, okay. they didn't have Stomper, but the the elephant symbol yeah. uh, is from like the twenties. Was that because yeah. like oh Thomas Edison was here? Like no, it was uh, and... it was the before the World Series, the Giants owner uh, was talking shit on the A's, and he was just like, ah, oh, yeah, they're a white elephant team. Uh, and then the A's beat them in the World Series, and Connie Mack, that spiteful <laughs> uh, king, uh, just made it the symbol of his club. So He's like, was, yeah, we're, yeah. The, we're the white elephants now. Because, so uh, was fuck Philadelphia, you. Philadelphia spite, like, is a yeah. thing that has been has existed for a really long time. Yeah, yeah. I that's miss great. that reactionary nature in baseball. Honestly, yeah. we need it. We need it back. All... They were they were like bringing actual elephants on onto the field, like back in the fifties and sixties. You know, mm-hmm. when when Charlie Finley was in his heyday, that old son of a gun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, and then he, and then he. Changed I love when it you talk him. about Charlie Finley. It's one of my favorite things. Are you talk about it like he used to drink fucking bourbon with him around the campfire? <laughs> right. He changed it to Smoke a cigars. fucking mule because uh, because they were. You see, in in Kansas City, they were all Democrats. And they didn't like they didn't <laughs> like a an elephant. 
so we made it a mule for like a few years and that didn't stick. Uh, yeah, Alex, I listen, I'm I am uniquely positioned to pitch the Phillies to you because I picked the A's as my t- team. Yeah, once and you upon did it. A time. You did it. It all came full circle. Congratulations really to Steven most of all here. That's the, the <laughs> real winner in all of this. Can I, can uh, I just, I just want to say real quick before yeah. we wrap up on the mascot thing. Uh, I, I don't know. This is not so much a trade, but I just like to get rid of blooper who is Atlanta's like new mascot that they yeah. like, they like created out of like a mascot generator or whatever. And he's, then gave... he's, he's the gentrified fanatic. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Like, got the ears and stuff. And he also, he's one of them the mascot who quote unquote is like active on Twitter, you know, like he's got an account. And so like retweets like Barstool sports stuff. And I'm just like, we're, we're so far through the looking. Those, right those now, tweets are so fucking cringe. It's unbelievable. It's really bad. Like it's, it, he is the baseball version of the Vegas golden Knights Twitter account from like the, <laughs> their first two seasons of existence when they were like, Oh, they're, they're tweeting differently that's kind of fun and then like three days later it's like oh this is extremely old and everybody hates it right this Mm -hmm. is actually extremely uh harmful to people or you're alienating aspects of your fan base so Mm -hmm. hey i mean blooper continue to alienate atlanta fans like yeah i'm I'm all i'm all for it as far as i can tell blooper was not a dave raymond creation so we can talk as much shit about blooper as we want that's right (laughs) uh so far alex's takes we need to we need to uh kidnap stomper and yes. throw him in the back of a van with yep. a bag over his head. And we need to fucking euthanize <laughs> disappear. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I think we found a fun little cottage industry uh here. It's mascot trafficking uh, <laughs> all different for for many different purposes, you know. For whatever you need it for. Don't <laughs> tell, don't Jim Caviezel, do not listen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In case Jim Caviezel was listening to the gay bot baseball podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. I think we're going to wrap it up there. Bobby and Alex of Tipping Pitches. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having us. What do you guys got going on? What do we have going on, Alex? <laughs> kidnapping. This yes. next week, this next week's episode, um, aside from all the kidnapping that we'll be doing, of course, um, we will be um, going to the Oakland Coliseum for what potentially is my first and last time to the Coliseum and maybe Mm -hmm. Alex's last time as well, depending on what the A's decide to do with that stadium. Um, And so we will be doing a reaction podcast from that. And then we have a couple weeks off in August because we're going to be traveling about and and very busy, the both of us. Uh, Aside from that, I think just the last two months of the podcast, we've had some banner episodes, you know, we did. Yeah. Alex's MLB matchmaker episode where he went and found his new teams, of course, which we talked a lot about on this episode. Um, but we also did, uh, and we, we did an episode with, um, sorry, my dog is barking in the background. You have to give me one second. (laughs) We did an episode, uh, called, is there a right way to build a ballpark with Neil DeMoss, who Mm. is like a, um, an urban planner and, and a reporter about, um, you know, like, uh, city design and that sort of thing and a big baseball that fan episode and, was so fucking good and so i think that that would be uh, of interest to a lot of listeners who listen to this show so a couple bangers over the last couple months and then we have some really fun stuff in store for yes actually the, for september so um to the in. five of you who don't already listen to tipping pitches please go do <laughs> <Yeah>. that <laughs> go do it go do it i don't know we find like people find our show from weird ways so like i think it's possible that there are some that somehow still don't listen to tipping pitches, but like, go do it, go do it. It's great. Thank you so much for having us. Uh, it's always fun. To always and a pleasure then, to have you guys on. And then obviously, uh, we have our dumbest things of 2023 coming up at the oh, end of the baseball. Obviously, season. with you guys, yes. my list is quite large. <laughs> <laughs> great, great. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Uh, yeah, go back and find those on tipping pitches because we've been on two of them uh, of the dumbest things of. All the uh, of the of the season, yeah. Routinely, like, my one of my oh, favorite episodes fun. to do every year. It's yes. very, it's so much fun. Uh, so keep an eye out for that too. All right, and also go sign up patreon.com slash batting around. Go support the show. Uh, we'll have 
more bonus episodes coming up soon. We've had some good bonus episodes recently. Uh, and then also watch alongs that will be happening, uh, you know, August and September and then through the playoffs. So it's a good time to sign up still. Patreon.com slash batting around. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye.